Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one, the only Greg Amzinger, MLB Network, native of St. Louis, a product of the Lindenwood University and the lead anchor for MLB Network. Of course, you can see him every night on MLB Tonight. And uh, I'm sure Greg is smiling this morning as he joins us. Greg, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I am great. Uh, I'm also a mental health counselor for St. Louis <laughs> baseball fans. Thank you. And uh, because you. of that, I have I, I shredded my vocal cords talking to all of my St. Louis friends who want to jump off the George Washington right now because they're so upset over what's happening. I was sitting on the MLB Tonight set last night, and I'm watching all the games while I'm live on the air. And I'm thinking to myself, Wow, I can't wait to wake up and be on the show tomorrow morning in St. Louis. The Cardinals are fresh off a win over uh, Otani. That's awesome. There's going to be some optimism. And then all of a sudden, Gallegos gives it up, Jake Lamb, and then a home run to Mike Trout. And I'm starting to sweat thinking about this interview while I'm live on the air on MLB Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. So the, we're 10 and 21 here, not we anymore. They, if they were 21 and 10, it would be we, Greg. They are 10 and 21. Is. <laughs> uh, is Obviously, no no team is a three thirty three team or, or less. But what are the Cardinals this year? That is so deep. What you just did. Can I stop for a second and go back? That is exactly what's going on right now. What you just did. They are ten and twenty one. We would be twenty one and ten. Cardinal fans. Cardinal fans. Unfortunately, in the year two thousand twenty three, we're giving a healthy cup of reality. And now we have to see how committed are you when, when you have 30-year-olds who don't remember a losing – remember, they don't know of a losing season in their lifetime in St. Louis. Are you we? Are, are you, well, they? You have to be committed. And that, to me, is the problem with the Cardinals right now. They're not committing to anybody. It's like a, a, an ongoing AAU basketball tryout. All we kept hearing about, all we kept hearing about was this great Cardinal outfield. So many players, so much depth. Who do we pick? Who's your favorite? Who's not going to be in the lineup? The Cardinals are getting no production out of their outfield. It's one of the worst offensive outfields in baseball right now because no one in the front office committed to someone. There are only three guys that you know are going to play every day. I mean, really, Tommy Edmonds going to bounce around. Is he really the shortstop, or is he going to be playing out of the places? Is Brendan Donovan really the second baseman, or are we going to see Nolan Gorman there? Is Nolan Gorman really the full-time DH, even though he's been the best hitter so far this year other than Goldschmidt, or is it going to be someone else? It's it's Arenado, it's Goldschmidt, and it's Contreras, and then everyone else, it's an AAU tryout, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is not Cardinal baseball, and they got to commit to people just like – the fans of St. Louis need to say we are 10 and 21. Wear it. 
for a change. And now you got a taste of what every other fan's dealing with. Well, Greg, I think you heard all the booze. So I don't know if anybody's really wanting to wear that here in <laughs> St. Louis. But you brought up something in particular there where you're talking about guys not really exactly knowing their position. It seems like this team is in an identity crisis right now. Is that what you're feeling too? Yeah. I mean, look, it's not breaking news that their starting pitching does not have the depth to, to win a pennant and go deep into the playoffs. We knew that going in. But no one expected this team to not hit. I mean, everyone thought the Cardinals would be winning games. At least the Cardinals would be 500, averaging 5.8 runs per game. That was literally the reality going into opening day. That's what everybody that follows the game thought about this team. But the fact that they can't score runs is alarming. To me, it's a lack of confidence. It's, it's looking over your shoulder. Look, this, this format of platooning, game planning, who's a better fit based on the starting pitcher that you're facing the next day has worked. There are teams that have really had a lot of success doing it. The Tampa Bay Rays, the old Tampa Bay Rays come to mind. Now they're actually committed to their position players and they're the best team in baseball. But the only way it works is if everyone buys in. I had a fascinating conversation with Blake Snell, fresh off when he got pulled out of game six and he was dominating the Dodgers. And I asked him, I go, when did you know that you were going to get dealt? He goes, that was that, that moment. That was the moment when, when Kevin Cash came to get the ball from me. And I, I, I was done buying in. I was dominating the Dodgers. No one could hit me. And because it was the third time through the lineup, they had to take the ball from me in game six of the World Series. At that moment, I no longer bought in. They knew I didn't buy into the, to the, the ideal, their, ba- their baseball philosophy, and they had to move them. Everybody on a, on a program like that has to believe in what they're doing. And right now, it looks like a team that doesn't believe in what the front office is doing. And that's got to change immediately. It's got to change. Greg, you talked about the outfield and the lack of continuity. One player that was performing really well at the start of the season is no longer on the roster. He's in Memphis. What did you think about uh, Jordan Walker being sent down? It's fishy. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. Um, You know, there were so many exciting aspects to this upcoming season, one of them being the beginning of an amazing career for a future face of the organization, Jordan Walker. Um, You know, I Every front office, every organization has the right to operate the way they want to operate. They want this kid to hit the ball in the air. That's what they want him to do. I really can't stand that. I'm friends with a lot of Hall of Fame baseball players. I don't mean to name drop, but I kind of sound like Randy Carriker right now. But I didn't. Two names, two names, two friends, two Hall of Fame friends right now. (laughs) You told me Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz. I can go on, right? (laughs) Anyway. anyway. I was talking to Jim Tomey, and Jim Tomey's like, look, I hit over 600 home runs. I hit over 600 home runs. And I hit the ball a line drive every single time. And Jim was upset about this. He's like, why are they taking one of the skill sets this kid has away? And that is his legs. He is a premier athlete. He was hitting over 270. Anybody that knows the game and great hitters I've talked to are fascinated by how comfortable this kid looks to play. To me, I, 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 either one of two things. Either he wasn't on board with what they wanted him to do when they told him you're going to make the team. Hey, you're going to make the team. We want you to hit the ball in the air, though. Are you committed to that? Yeah, I just want to make the team. All right, you've got it, Jordan. You made the team. Either there was some sort of agreement in terms of his approach that he has bailed on. That's one thing. The other thing is maybe they were talking turkey. Maybe, maybe there was a deal in place. 
and they thought they were close to getting a contract extension to, to lock this kid up. And on the 11th hour, it fell apart. And they're like, you know what? We got a lot of outfield depth. Guys that have fewer options than this kid has, we're going to send him down and we'll let Lars Newbar have a chance to be an everyday guy. So I, other than that, I, none of it makes sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to send this young man down when everyone in St. Louis was excited to see him become the next Albert Pools of the organization. If it is that he was sent down to, to save the Cardinal service time, how, how will that work for them and for him in the future? That's a great question. I, I, fracturing a relationship is a, a scary thing. And there, you know, I don't want this to turn out to be Chris Bryant. Uh, when Chris Bryant was messed with, and he was the best player in spring training uh, as a rookie, and the Cubs decided to control his service time, and they kept him down for opening day. He, you know, filed a grievance through the union, and 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 they had no chance of signing him long term. They had no chance. Now, I'm hoping that isn't the case here. Uh, what makes me feel better is uh, a situation like Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates before opening day. He said, "I want to, I want to be traded. I don't want to stay here." This is not a winning environment. You're not committed to me. I wanted a contract extension years ago. You didn't want to talk about it. It's too late now. Please trade me. And they still were able to get a deal done uh, this year. So uh, I really hope the Cardinals understand that of all the players that they have, this is a unicorn. This is a unique talent that at the age of 20 has already proven that he is not overmatched. So let's dream on that. What is he going to look like when he's 24, when he's 27? When he's 30, let's commit to the future now. Make sure this kid's happy and not treat him like everyone else. This isn't Dylan Carlson. This isn't Lars Newbar. This isn't Tyler O'Neill. Jordan Walker is your future. And if you want it to be a bright one, make this kid happy. Greg Amzinger, a couple more quick things. Number one, Terry Francona has his Cleveland Guardians, before that the Indians, in the hunt every year, despite having lesser talent. Uh, we see Bruce Bochy move to Texas. Granted, they did add talent, but Texas is in first place. We see Dusty Baker win a World Series. We see Brian Snitker do what he, he's doing. You know Buck Showalter very well. Is Are these player, these managers that are allowed to actually, actually manage the game now, they aren't being handed lineups by their front office. Is it a coincidence that they're winning, or, or do they just have good talent, or is there something to a guy being able to actually manage the team? That's a great, great point. There are two styles of baseball right now that are being played at the same time. The established star players want the Bochi, the Buck Showalter, the Dusty Baker. If you have a roster with established big league stars all up and down the lineup, you need to go get a reputable manager. If you've got a front office agenda and a style and a philosophy that is driving the success of your team, then you need an extension of your front office who's executing the game plan with no pushback. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Craig Council in Milwaukee, Eric Shelton in Pittsburgh, and more notably, Kevin Cash in Tampa Bay. That is the gold standard. They are the best team in baseball. No one is an extension of the front office more than Kevin Cash. And what you're seeing are two different styles of play. Your, your roster is not littered with established stars making $40 million a year like Scherzer and Verlander. And you have a team like the Rays, the Pirates, the Brewers, then you need those types of guys. So it lends, uh, it lends itself to this question. What are the Cardinals? What are the Cardinals? Are the Cardinals 
against a team that's not littered with multi-million dollar stars and an agenda and a philosophy is what reigns supreme? Or is it a, a, a team littered with players making $30 million a year? Well, they got two, right? Uh, the Cardinals are kind of in between in their roster makeup. So who leads this roster is a confusing thing, and it's a tough question to answer. So that's why I feel the Cardinals are sort of – you hear hitters say this all the time. I'm in between. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting my foot down in time, so I'm too late on a fastball, and I'm way out in front on a breaking ball, and they're struggling. That's what the Cardinals are right now in their front office slash dugout agenda and leadership, and it's not meshing with the roster at the moment, and they have to decide who are we. Are we going to be the analytically driven team or the old school take care of our superstars team? That's a tough question to answer. Last thing for Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. You'll see him tonight. Will we see you? We'll see you after the games tonight on MLB Network, MLB Tonight. Uh, Greg, the second and third worst records in baseball reside here in Missouri. I think it's safe to assume that for that Memorial Day 115 St. Louis time game, that MLB Network will not flex the Cardinals and Royals in for a national broadcast. <laughs> Never know. I mean, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. Um, there might be rainouts, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 15? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you can dream, right? You can dream. Hey, listen, listen, I do not think this is a doormat team. Yeah, I truly do not believe that. And, and if there was a team, I've seen this happen before, when the Atlanta Braves, the year they won the World Series, they're like, wow, we have the worst outfield in baseball with Ronald Acuna Jr. out for the year. So what do they do? Instead of leaning on Ender Inciarte for the entire season, they acquired Jock Peterson. They acquired Eddie Rosario. They acquired Adam Duvall. They went out and got four outfielders, and they won the World Series. I truly believe the Cardinals will take of their position player depth and they will get two starting pitchers. And I'm not joking. I'm going to throw a couple out before I go. I know I'm out of time. But would you be shocked to see Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito acquired by the Cardinals and they're both plucked into the starting rotation? I wouldn't be shocked to see Shane Bieber and uh, Zach Plesak acquired by the St. Louis Cardinals and plucked immediately into that rotation. A couple guys that are struggling, uh, maybe guys that are rentals like Lucas Giolito, but I truly believe the Cardinals will go out and get two starting pitchers, and I'm not saying the Cardinals season is over yet. I won't do it. This could be the 2019 Washington Nationals. They were 19-32. and 32. Everybody wanted Dave Martinez fired, and they won the World Series. This stuff has turned around before. I still believe, I still believe we will turn this around. We, not they, <laughs> St. Louis. We. Greg, who is Dave Martinez, a managerial protege of? <laughs> uh, Joe Madden. Okay, good. He's available. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. No, no, no. I got, listen, I got to run. I got to talk to Ali Marble on the phone. I, I, I got to make him feel better, okay? My vocal cords are shredded, but I got time for Ali. I still believe in Ali Marble, okay? I still believe in him. You're the best. Thanks, Greg. Love you. See you later. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you. Take care. That is Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. 